This, 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 this is mythical. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Is Lacroix overrated? Wait, wait, wait. Just hold on a goddamn minute. Let's talk about that. This, this is, is a hot dog, dog is a sandwich. sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Scherer. And I'm your host, Nicole Anaiti. And today's idea comes from the fact that they, they made a hot dog flavored seltzer water. And Who I can't did stop thinking about it. I don't know. People You're have been tweeting still about thinking us. You're thinking about hot dogs? Bro, get out of your Listen, mind. In our intro, when you talked about the LaCroix and then you said, This is a hot dog is a sandwich, all I could think about is the hot dog seltzer Bro. and how I need to try it. Because LaCroix, which is the topic of today's discussion, we're Y'all. talking. Is LaCroix overrated? Because it, it just, it was a barnstormer. I remember when it hit the Costco, suddenly LaCroix was in barnstormer? every office. Barnstormer? It's a barnstormer. I don't even know where that term comes from. I've never heard of the term barnstormer. A barnstormer. Uh, I think of it in I like get sports it. So you're term. storming the barn. Storming the barn. I hope but it's not like a messed up. Why like, don't you say like watershed moment? Oh, it was a barnstormer type of plane. God, Josh, you just... Oh, a pilot who travels around the country giving exhibits of stunt. Yeah, it, it was a barnstormer, you, Are man. you calling a LaCroix a stunt? A traveling <laughs> sexy stunt pilot who just goes no. and just beds women in Des Moines, Iowa, Topeka, Kansas. A you, sexy barnstormer. You could have just said it was a watershed moment. Oh, water. that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for real, we, I feel like, went immediately from no one drinking seltzers except for old people old people love their polar seltzers people on the east coast mm, yeah you know what i mean uh fancy europeans like san mm. pellegrino and perrier oh yeah um the occasional health conscious weirdo at the jack-in-the-box just gets the soda water out of the mm-hmm. machine that still smells like dr pepper mm. <laughs> and it's like that's a little weird but i feel like we went from nobody drinking it to everybody drinking it Lacroix in every office i'm drinking nine a day interesting and i want to know how we got there i've always been a seltzer water girl what was your uh seltzer of choice perrier before? Or, or, or Pellegrino was always in my house. Okay, okay. When it was in your house, what format was it in? Was it in glass bottles, plastic bottles? The Pellegrino is always in glass bottles, and then the Perrier is always in cans. Interesting. You had the small six ounce Virginia Slim thin cans. Virginia Slim cans. Yeah, Perrier. I did. Yep. And you were drinking that as a kid. I've been drinking that since I was like five or six. It might have. Interesting. Ha- it might have had to do with diet culture and how soda was bad for you. Well, hold on, because that that is definitely a huge part of it. Yeah. So, all right, so let's let's get into Lacroix real quick. So it was founded in 1981 uh, in Wisconsin by the G Heilman Brewing Company. I don't like saying Heil, um, but it was founded in 1981, and then uh, it just kind of existed in moderate obscurity. The person wanted to yeah. create it. 
um, as like an antidote to the European seltzer waters, right? He was like, we need to create a good domestic sparkling water for Americans to drink by Americans, for Americans, all that. And then in 2002, it gets acquired by National Beverage Corp. And then it's just continued to roughly do nothing. Um, but then 2006, there was a huge sort of watershed mo- moment, right? Uh, people started getting worried about type 2 diabetes and obesity, and a lot more research came out about soda. People started worrying about, because not only were they worried about diet-related disease, right? The big thing for me that separates sparkling water from, say, diet soda is the lack of aspartame. Sure, yeah. It has no, has no sugar in it. There's no artificial sweeteners in it. That's so not part. only is it people worried about diabetes, because aspartame, sucralose, Splenda, all the xylitol stuff that doesn't have anything mm-hmm. to do with diabetes, um, but people are still worried about it because... Some reports came out that it was carcinogenic, which they actually had to retract the original report for aspartame. So, like, I don't necessarily believe that. But point is, a lot of people more worried about their health. And then in 2006, LaCroix and National Beverage uh, made a huge gamble to effectively advertise against their own products. Interesting. Because they own Fago and Shasta, which are like, you know... Soda's G and F of the soda world, yeah, right? Yeah, not even. Yeah, like, you more get, like, like M and N. <laughs> yeah, you get like Coca Cola, you get you know uh, a Pepsi, you get the Dr sure. Pepper Snapple Group. You yep, know, yep, yep. You get down into like the RC Cola Seven Up conglomerate. Nobody drinks Fago unless uh, they're whoop unless whoop they're, Juggalos unite. Juggalos, I know all about that stuff. Heck yeah, yeah man! Gathering the Juggalos, we going next year. I'm scared. <laughs> Why are you scared? They're such I don't nice know. people. One time I went to a Tech Nine concert and then I had to leave. Why? I was scared of the clown makeup. How old were you? Like 21. Oh, I thought you were like a child. Uh, <laughs> did you paint your face like a clown? No. Well, that's I the thing. You got to paint your face like a clown. No, 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 no. I, could, I love Tech 9 but I could not wrap my head around the clown people. I was like, why are there people with clown faces? And then I understood that the drug lows are very cool with Tech 9 and Fago. Nicole, what if I told you that every day we wear clown makeup? We show up to the office. This is our clown makeup. When they put on, I'm literally Nicole, wearing when mascara juggalos when juggalos and, and blush put on their clown makeup. That's their real face. We're the clowns to them. <sighs> Any point is they own Shasta and Faco. Okay, and they basically like they sponsored the the Susan G. Komen Breast Cancer Foundation in 2006. Lacroix okay. did trying okay. to be like, yo, we're gonna we're gonna make people associate our brand with health, despite mm. the fact that we still own sugary soda companies. We got to make money somehow. Yeah, exactly. And like, <laughs> how are you going to detach Fago from its Juggalo reputation? You Listen, can't. I love the Juggalos. America seems to be whoop, frightened whoop. of them. Whoop, whoop, whoop. whoop, whoop. I, I believe the Juggalos were actually a terrorist organization. Uh, the FBI, the FBI as... <laughs> mistakenly classified yeah, them. So unfair. As a violent gang, which is terrible. They're not a gang. They're just they're just family. They're family. Yeah, man. They, they take care of each whoop, other. Whoop, whoop. whoop. We're I'm down with the Juggalos. Jug- I'm down with the clown now. <laughs> I wasn't at 21, <laughs> but I'm down now. Uh, anywho, and so 2006 is when you started to see this big explosion mm. of the entire category. And LaCroix, they did a big redesign. They kind of hit this almost like great design. That's what drew my eye to it at first. I love the way it looks. It's like the Dixie cup. It's like the it's like a cooler Dixie cup. What do they call? It's called like sparkling jazz or something. That design on the Dixie Mm. cup has a unique name. Mm, Cool. It's very kind of like 80s, early 90s, vaporwave nostalgic. Yes, yes, yes. And LaCroix hit that so, so, so well. And it just exploded the absolute market. 2019, LaCroix took a huge nosedive simply because they didn't innovate and then every other company started catching up to them, but they still are the industry leader, which is where we get to the point that we are today, which is where we have the luxury to talk about, are they overrated? Is this actually a good product? Are we overrated for talking about sparkling water? You you and I? Yeah. I 
I, if anything, I'd say we're probably underrated. Okay, cool. I think, <laughs> like, I feel like we like we're like consistently on the top of the charts okay, of nice. of the food podcasts in America, but I feel like we don't make the lists that often. Oh, we want a Webby. That was yeah. pretty cool. People's Choice Webby. People's Choice Webby. Yeah, I mean, but we'll just... people's voice Webby. Sorry. Okay, you know who we are in the sparkling water world. Oh. If you say Waterloo, I'm going to kill you. Bro, no, no, no. Waterloo, come on. Get out of here. I'm not even going to say Spindrift, which you thought I'd say. You know exactly who the F we are? (laughs) We are freaking sparkling ice. I've never even heard of sparkling you, ice. Does anybody, do you, Maggie, do you know what the hell I'm talking about? Someone I've look up sparkling ice. I've never seen sparkling ice before. What if I told you that sparkling. Oh my God, no one drinks Boom. that. Okay, no, no, no. But people might say, no, oh, no one listens to a hot dog as a sandwich, even though we can prove by the numbers because sparkling ice, Nicole, second leading sparkling water beverage just behind LaCroix. They are ahead of the entire sparkling ice sells more than San Pellegrino, Perrier, Poland Spring, Arrowhead. Dear, like all all of the Nestle brands combined. I avoid sparkling that like the plague. Ice. Are you kidding me? Every I, time I walk by, I'm like, poo-poo. <laughs> okay, so sparkling ice is different because Why? all of these other sparkling waters, um, I'm looking at a list right now of who controls what, right? PepsiCo owns Bubbly. Okay. Uh, LaCroix is owned by uh, National Beverage. Um, Coca-Cola just bought Topo Chico, and they have AHA, uh, Keurig, uh, Keurig Dr. Pepper. AHA. Yeah, I don't, they all kind of taste the same. We'll get to that. too sour. The point is, sparkling ice, they have flown under the radar the whole time. They're different because they have artificial sweetener in it. There's Splenda in it. So it's oh, basically a diet why. soda. I don't like it. But the fact that they're even in this category and they're sold next to the sparkling waters means that there's something <laughs> about tricking people, which is interesting because they literally are just diet soda. I guess. It's it's even colored. It, it even has it's pigmentation to it. Sparkling ice has food dye in it. Interesting. Well, I don't even know if it's food dye, actually. I think a lot of them are maybe naturally colored, which is the same as Spindrift, right? I don't know if Spindrift has any color, too. I believe it has real... Spindrift has uh, real fruit juice in it. It has real fruit juice, but I'm saying, like, it's uh, it's colored due to the natural fruit juice, and I think Sparkling Ice also has that. Interesting. Cool. Sparkling Ice has no artificial dyes? Boom, look, look at, at that. that. Look at that. Sparkling Ice. We're the Sparkling Ice. No one cares about I us. I don't like that. I love it. I, don't I would. Like you it. wouldn't, Nicole. You wouldn't kill to have a twelve point two volumetric I don't market be share. Lacroix. No, you know why? Because Lacroix is overrated. It's not overrated. It's delicious. I have like you so think, many at home. You think Lacroix? Okay, we don't have any other brands of sparkling poppy. No, no, no we don't. No, we don't. why would we? But do you think that? <laughs> fair. We stock like fifty flavors of Lacroix in this office. I do too in my house. What? I have like 50 flavors at my Do house. you really? Of LaCroix? I've tried almost every single flavor. Right now my rankings are beach plum, mango, you say and passion. beach plum? Beach plum. There's this flavor called beach plum. Yeah, it's right there. It's called beach plum. It's what is the, it? It's a plum Bro, on a damn beach. They misprinted peach plum and now it's just beach plum? What the no, hell is a beach on, plum? No, no, there's peach pear. There's peach pear. God, they, that's, okay, wh- who's Andy Samberg's wife? She has a song called Peach Plum Pear. She's a folk singer. She's got a haunting voice. She sounds like a Joanne Bias. She sounds like a drunk baby. Joanne and Is she the one that's saying, "I see you at the movies. I see baby. you with your lipstick on." I love Beach Plum. Beach okay, Plum. Beach Plum's great. Passion I love that. Fr- okay, it's so good. <laughs> the wow. Plum. And then passion fruit is really good. Hold and then on. mango. Mango. Do we have mango? Mango is the sexiest. Coconut can get. Oh, okay, wait, hold up. No, no, I like the coconut LaCroix, and I'll tell you what. Ew, because you put coffee in it? No, 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 what? Ew, gross. Jesus. I know no, people I'm that not... have coconut LaCroix and coffee together, and I want to be like, shut up, hipster. No, no. The re- okay, I will never drink LaCroix <laughs> outside of my brother's house and this office. Those are the only two places I drink LaCroix. <laughs> and the coconut in an office setting is always going to be the coldest. 
because, because no one nobody's it. taking it. So it's sitting in the back of the fridge. Wow. It's getting ice crystals on it. And that's what I want. Um, I will say, staring down all these LaCroix, uh, Tangerine, pretty freaking fantastic. They're, they're Limoncello, good. Limoncello, great. I hate Limoncello. Cola, maybe the worst thing I've ever had in my life. They have a cola LaCroix? Did not last long. Yeah, they had a cola. But, I mean, that plays Ew. to my general idea of why I think LaCroix is overrated is because it tastes hollow. The best, the hmm. best, best Lacroix has ever been put in uh, normal speak was a dude who tweeted, "Drinking a Lacroix is like drinking sparkling water and somebody yelling the name of a fruit from a room over." But that's not true. That's not true at all. It is. These are okay. You just said it doesn't beach taste. Pub. It only smells. That's not true at all. Close your plug eyes. Your plug, plug your nose. Plug your nose and drink the beach did one, please. Did you drink from this one? Uh, no. Hmm. Yeah, I did. I did. I lied to you. I lied. Okay. Try it. Okay. Try plugging your nose. I'm gonna. Okay, okay I'm pour just it. Right in there. Nicole is pouring the beach plum and plugging her nose to see if she can discern any actual taste or if it is simply smell. Because to it me, Lacroix definitely tastes. No way. Let me try. <laughs> it definitely has a taste. Also, if you plug your nose, give me with another anything. one. Give me another one. I'm gonna plug my nose and try this all of them. So hectic. And see if it I tastes have any different. On. Because no, you're only experiencing the smell. Not all. You're only experiencing the smell. I spilled that right on my crotch. <laughs> Josh has a wet crotch, everybody. It's Tangerine LaCroix. Oh, my gosh. Okay, it does taste a little bit. Yeah, see, that's BS. You're lying. People are like, oh, it sounds like you spring. Like, if you have grape LaCroix. Does anybody have grape LaCroix? Is grape LaCroix a thing? <laughs> I don't know if well, I've seen it. Well, okay, let's just say, like, if someone says uh, pamplemousse, like the like the grapefruit LaCroix, it's like somebody, like, wiggled a, a grapefruit over the sparkling water. <laughs> yeah. And no, it doesn't. It literally tastes like grapefruit. You're just being facetious okay. and a jerk for okay, no reason. Okay, okay, okay well... If LaCroix was actually transparent about their quote-unquote essencing methods, Nicole, then maybe people would trust them. I don't care. I don't need transparency. <laughs> I, don't, I don't either. I don't either. I mean, I do love the fact that it is transparent and I can see through it and it's not dark like Coca-Cola. But um, <laughs> Sure, but I mean, Coca-Cola is only dark because they add coloring to it. Like, they're, like you ever have Pepsi Crystal? No, I'm not you Crystal 50. Pepsi? I'm not 50 years Bro, old. Crystal Pepsi, yeah. Come on, you were around in 1981. No, I wasn't. I was born in 93. <laughs> Rude. Does it look like I was born in 81? Okay, but but for real, like the whole essencing process, right? That is a word that they put naturally essenced on the can. I like that. If you look at the can, it's like, I don't know, this very retro nostalgic vibe. It's I love a it. pretty freaking clean design. Adorable. Got the half sort of rustic looking cursive on it. Um, it says, you know, sparkling water. It's not a soda pop. It says naturally essenced on it. I'm into it. The calorie label reads zeros across the board, honey, just like RuPaul. Um, what tens, the hell does that mean? Tens, tens across, across the board. board. That was a reference. Zeros is mean, means you're bad. Yeah, well, tens you know, that's good. like if a, if a lip syncer just like fell down and didn't get up. They'd be like, zero, zero, zeros across the board. No, they'd feel bad. They'd give them a four. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, anywho, point is the naturally essence thing, that was a huge part of the mystique of LaCroix when it came out. Ooh. People were like, ooh, it's not just natural flavors, it's essenced. And then when actually pressed uh, what as to what essence means, none of the LaCroix executives would like give a straight answer. They're like, essence is a feel. It is a sensation. Hmm. I think it's three drops of... of uh, Beaver butthole juice? Yeah, that's it. Castorium, yeah. baby. Castorium. I think it's literally three <laughs> drops. Yeah, it's proprietary. They don't need to tell nobody nothing. They that's don't, okay. but my general theory... Okay, so let's look at that word naturally essenced. Uh, what, Nicole, what qualifications do foods need to meet to put the term natural on their packaging by nothing. law. Zero, Absolutely nothing. Absolutely <laughs> Literally nothing. Yeah. So why would people care if it said essenced? You know, why, why would the FDA have any sort of Because humans are say? stupid. No, I'm saying that they're just, they've just made up a new term of naturally essenced That's and they're fine. like, eat it, people, new thing. Okay, let them do and it. And it's not. 
I don't disagree with you. But <laughs> all I'm trying to do is trying to break down the fact that there is no mystique behind LaCroix. They are the same exact product as AHA, as Waterloo, as Bubbly, as what are like the Albertsons brand that like done really got a name. It's just like It's just like sharp water. See, no, water but sure. sharp. Sure, sure. <laughs> I mean. I think it's the same. I don't think I could I could pick out LaCroix in a blind taste test from anything else. That's I don't it. think so either. I'm still reaching for this freaking beach How pump. How good it's is so that? Good. Oh it's my god! It's the best. Meggie's also drinking one. Holy and smokes! Yeah, yeah. Cheers to you both. Enjoy it. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Josh, why do you think, why do you think that people are so passionate about hating LaCroix? Oh, like me? Think, yeah, why do you think people are just want to hate LaCroix? What's my end game here? Like, what, what's the hate for? Who does the hate help? You know who the hate helps for me? You know who the hate? One, myself to sleep at night. I just feel better. I feel smug. That's sad. I'm going, ooh, I'm so better than everybody else because ooh. I am drinking Spindrift, Ugh. which is my drink of choice because I think Spindrift is one of the few to actually okay, innovate li- within the category. I literally three weeks ago, you said, ugh, I hate Spindrift. No, I did. No, I did You're not. So no, no, no. sour. That is not whoa, said, me. Yeah. I have never complained you about sourness in drinking. <laughs> I may oh have I maybe said that the Arnold Palmer iced tea and lemonade spindrift isn't as good as it could be? Sure, <laughs> Nicole. Sure, I have said that, but I have never disparaged the greater brand of spindrift because I love it. No, no, you and I literally we and I remember specifically we used to get spindrifts for Mike Paisley, and then we would sneak one or two, and then you're like. It's too sour. Maybe it was like one day that I had heartburn. I ate a bunch of buffalo wings. I didn't want the sour. Buffalo but no, wings. I love spindrift for anybody that doth not know, or or for anybody who <laughs> listens to a podcast. Ex- or for anybody who listens to a podcast expecting things to be you know explained clearly to them. Uh, spindrift. <laughs> Is a sparkling water, but instead of just adding quote-unquote natural essence, which, as we said, are just chemicals and they are fake, I don't doubt that they use real fruit rind, but, like, what is a beach plum and how do they essence it? Nobody knows. Spindrift <laughs> is sparkling water with real fruit juice in it. Yeah. But very powerful fruits that have a very minimal amount of calories because yeah. ultimately I'm one of those gym boys who, despite the fact that I will, you know, eat gigantic burritos, I still drink diet soda. Yes, uh, And so true. for me, I'm looking for a very low-calorie Drink option that has some sort of delicious flavor. Spindrift, they're putting a little raspberry juice in it, a little lemon juice in it. Spindrift to me is a fantastic product. I don't, I mean, LaCroix is just easy. It's there. It's available. They, they're always on sale at pavilions. I mean, who doesn't <laughs> love that? I'm just really passionate about how diverse the flavors are and how, how beautiful the packaging is. And you don't reach for a diet soda. You don't reach for a soda. I think it's, I think it's a great fix. 
Yeah. To people that are addicted to sodas. Like, if I had soda in my house, which I do for guests, but like me myself, I never... Re- <laughs> the only time I reach for a soda or a diet soda is if I ate something really heavy and I need like a little bit of carbonation to make me feel better. Yeah, yeah. And that sugar also helps with like the digestion of it. But like a LaCroix is like my standard. It's just It just makes the most sense. I hate the fact that people assume that it's overrated. It's literally a beverage with a little, little, little flavor in it. And it's it's enjoyable. It brings joy. As somebody who... <laughs> LaCroix... It brings joy. That should be their new Nicole slogan. Out here running the marketing department. Um, as somebody who grew up drinking plain sparkling water, because when I was a kid, mm, me too, me too. No, I'm saying, I'm saying you. Yeah, I'm asking uh, you a me, question because yes, uh-huh. I didn't. Yes. <laughs> I oh you, Jesus! I thought we had something in common. I got so excited. No, I couldn't stomach the taste of plain sparkling water when I was a kid <gasps> because I was just like, ugh, taste, taste sharpie. You know, I didn't like that. Uh, it tastes like soda without the, the delicious stuff. syrup. Yeah. But I also grew up drinking massive amounts of full calorie soda sure, constantly sure, sure. when I was a kid. Um, do you like the flavor additions? Like, do they actively make your life and experience better? I prefer sparkling water without any flavor. Same. But I don't like LaCroix pure. Because, because, because. It doesn't taste good. It's not good sparkling water. Uh, no, boom it bat, is good. No, bat, no, it is Nicole's good sparkling caving. water. I can, see, I can see it in rice. It's good sparkling see water because of the additions. I agree with that. That's like, like saying, is but, but, a burrito but, but. good? Is it better with sour cream and guacamole and hot sauce? Yeah. No, but I, I think that logic does hold up when you start breaking certain things down and you're like, yeah, if you take away this guacamole from this place and this carne, it's like you realize their tortillas are really bad and they could be improved. And it also could show, potentially, Nicole, bear with me here, could show weakness in their plan. House built on sand instead of stone. Because check this out, LaCroix, people are coming. People are knocking on the door. They're taking shots at the king, and they are not missing right now with all these other brands. Topo Chico just got bought Ew. by Coke. Okay, I whoa, hate Topo whoa, whoa, Chico. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. Topo Chico Topo is by Chico far the best sparkling the water. Topo Chico is the worst sparkling water. What? How, how do you figure? It's not good, and the bubbles aren't bubbly. Oh, yeah, because you grew up drinking Perrier. That's that's Sorry like half about flat. Half Perrier is half it. flat. The best, the best sparkling like water. Sulfur. You know what's the best sparkling what? water? What's the Mineragua. Best sparkling water? Mineragua. Okay, Haritos Mineragua. Haritos Mineragua is the best sparkling water you can get. Wait, I feel like that's very similar to Topo Chico, and I feel uh-uh. like... No, what, no, no. What would you say separate Topo Chico, uh, first of all, whenever you get Topo Chico, the bubbles dissipate like that. The bubbles go away faster. People are like, oh, the bubbles last forever. Not true. Wait, in, in what format? In what away. format? You're talking plastic bottle, glass bottle? Uh, both. No, both. glass bottle, they last forever. They are no, like a really don't. wonka, everlasting gobstopper. crack? Yes, There's Nicole, no- I'm on crack. <laughs> There's no way. The glass does not keep it the way that like a plastic. Is it cold? Of Are you drinking a cold? cold? Of course, well, I'm I don't know because you sound crazy right now. So I'm trying to just make sure that you're not. Topo you know. Chico is hipster as frick right now. Okay, it, it wasn't hipster. It, it, no, it was no, hipster no. once it became hipster. No, no, no. Haritos Mineragua is the most bubbly. Yeah, but you're only saying that because now that's the new hipster pick. It's not. That's the new hipster pick. Who says I that? I was at I was at lunch with a hipster, with a hipster, and What's he literally name? says. It was well, okay. So it's not hip. It's Noah Galutin. Okay. No, I wouldn't say he's like a hipster, but he's like you know very food. He's like a cool guy, but like he's you know one of those one of those dudes who who just straight up said, "Do you have any like Mineragua?" Because it's good. He straight asked for that by brand name. No, I love you. Shout out. But 
<laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's going to be the new thing. You're just moving on from one thing that's perceived as cool to the next thing that I you think will not yet be perceived no as cool. There's no way in the world I thought it was perceived as cool. I would go to a freaking 99 cent store and get one. How is that cool? The, the fact that you said you hate Double Chico because it's hipster as heck. The fact no, that you had denigrated it as such. The only reason people like it is because they think that the bubbles last longer. <laughs> they don't. What they do you dissipate. Think, do you think that they're lying about their experience of the Bubbles lasting yes, longer? You yes, think there's a mass yes, hysteria of yes. people just like just creating false memories? Yes, I of do. Bubble yes, temporality I do. in their I brain? Do. What do you I think would cause this, Nicole? What do you think? Do you think it's a marketing campaign by the I think it's because they're hipsters. And they just want to believe. It, they it's like people. Believe. Hipsters will do anything if their friends are doing it. So it's like people who like taste an IPA and they're like, they oh, go, I can taste the Cascade hops. And it's like, hipsters hey, you can't. go. The hipsters go to the museum and watch movies at the museum. Not the museum. The freaking, what is it? Where people are dead. People are dead. Cemetery. People oh. go to the cemetery and sit on graves yeah. and watch movies on graves. <laughs> little, 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 little break in, in country. Nicole's talking about, what do they call it? The Hollywood Forever the Hollywood Cemetery? Sinespia. 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 There's an event where hipsters do indeed go to a graveyard. They sit on human graves yeah. and watch freaking, watch freaking, I don't know, Ponyo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a real thing that happened. <laughs> I think I think I got invited to an Okja screening there. <laughs> there um, I've never been because it been. freaks me out. Is it I've fun? been because I've done hipstery stuff before and I understand yeah. it. When you think about it, you're sitting on a person's, I was next to Alfred Hitchcock's grave. That man's body was six feet under and I was watching a damn movie. Why? Why? Because it's cool? <laughs> Wait, so you think that, like, the bubbles is important? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. People just think it's cool. While LaCroix is perfectly fine and it does the job. But it's like, eh, it's a patico. No, LaCroix is fine. It does what it does and it's delicious. It's in a can. It's convenient. It's beautiful. It has bubbles and the bubbles do not go away as fast as Topo Chico. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm passionate about the subject. Do you prefer <laughs> sparkling water in cans or bottles? <laughs> Honestly, I'll take what I can get, but I do love, I like it in a nice plastic bottle. Nice plastic bottle? <laughs> because I can take it with me. I, I feel that. I feel that. I am also a glass hardo, though. I'm oh, shut glass. up! <laughs> What's wrong with you today? You're a Get monster. Get out of town. Ooh, you know what I hate? What you do? Does Nicole have like a stash of like Red Bulls just under her? Was she just like <laughs> no, drinking them? Like, I looking? love sparkling water. And when people say it's over it pisses me the frick off. You know what I hate at restaurants? Uh, uh, go on. Get him, Nicole. Get him. Oh, oh, junkyard dog, Nicole. Coming, baby. Still sparkling or tab? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Give me tab. Give me the free stuff, baby. I always get tab. And you go, huh, LA County's finest. And then, <laughs> and then sometimes they bring, like, they, and then they just bring you this huge bottle that's $10 of water, of sparkling water. What is that? Give me a LaCroix, babe. Mountain Valley. Mount, okay, dude, that's hipster that's, water. That's hipster water. Mountain Valley. It comes in the dark yeah. green bottles. It's great. And I would drink that. The, you know what really got me through the lockdown and the pandemic? What? Uh, the love of friends and family and the knowledge that we're all in this together. But closely <laughs> after that was a single bottle of Mountain Valley spring water that <laughs> I would refill. I would fill. I Dude, check this out. So I had a soda stream, right? I would oh, fill it damn. with plain water. We should talk about soda streams because cool. I'm obsessed. Okay, okay. I would fill my soda stream in the bottle that you have to fill it in and pour it. I would fill it extra hard. Uh -huh. So it's super hoard. bubbly. Extra hoard. <laughs> so that way when I decanted it into the Mountain Valley bottle that I kept for like a year, uh -huh. uh, it just retained all of its carbonation. Then I'd screw it, put it in the fridge, and then drink from it because it made me feel like I was on the outside. Oh. That's the power that's hats.
You know, that's the power sparkling water has over people. Yeah, I you love know? sparkling. But you're transfixed water. by Lacroix. You're you're freaking dazzled in the lights. You know, <laughs> of all the bright Ooh, designs on the can. Is that a, you know, oh, Topo Chico's hipster. Ooh. Not that it's like a native Texan company. It's been there for for decades. I hate Topo Chico, and I hate I, people who like Topo Chico. <laughs> so I have, I link. The person who signs our paychecks, he's a big Topo Chico. He doesn't guy. sign our paychecks. A, yeah, who does sign our paychecks? I don't know. I think like someone uh, from accounting. Um, um, what's their name? Ellen. <laughs> oh yeah, it might be Ellen. Well, I get it. I always get an email that says like you haven't cashed a check because it'll be my mileage check that's for like six dollars, and like you I still just don't. do that. You do your mileage. Yeah, well, no, I think like Mindy does it for me, but I'll just. Oh, that's so nice. And I don't really check my mail. And so there's just like, you know, a lot of like $6 checks from the company. And I think I'm really screwing up their balance sheet. I think you, I think they expire after 90 days. You need to like. No, dude, that's a myth. Do checks not expire? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know anything about money management. Tell me about your SodaStream. Oh my God. Okay. So SodaStream, um, I I was, God, I'm such a follower of trends because I used to drink a ton of diet soda. And then I was like, listen, what if the artificial sweetener is actually bad for you? It can't be good. We can't simply cheat God. No, there's no way. And that's what we're doing. So I don't doubt there's something happening. Um, I tried going full cold turkey, no artificial sweetener for two months, and I How did it. That? I just like didn't feel any different, and I was like, I could use you a diet really Dr didn't Pepper. Feel any different. No, but I'm also pretty blind to how my body feels. I had a you fra- are... I had a fracture in my back for 16 oh, years. Oh yeah, and never knew. you are. You know how people are like, oh, intuitive, like eating. Opposite. I don't have that. No, neither do you. I want to put just things in my body yeah, yeah, all the yeah. time. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Just insert yeah. things in my body. Anywho, <laughs> and so uh, then one day I just. Realized like, oh, I don't need the artificial sweetener. Mm-hmm. I just want the bubbles. Yeah. And then I found out that I was <laughs> just burning money on uh, canned beverages. Uh-huh. And so I was like, yo, SodaStream is going to pay for itself in two months because I drink three. How much is a SodaStream? Uh, uh, SodaStream, it is a company from Israel, but now owned by Coca-Cola. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? Coke yeah, bought Coke it? Bought, Coke bought SodaStream. Wait, Coke, much- PepsiCo. I think Coke. I don't know. No, PepsiCo. PepsiCo? That's incredible. One of them. How much? Uh, we should look at that. Maybe you mind much? looking that up real quick? I don't want to get that one wrong. That's an easy one. How much is your? How much was your soda stream? <sighs> soda stream like sixty bucks. No way. And I don't buy the syrups because I just I you don't need them. I get a, a giant bottle of Sadaf lemon juice because it's the cheapest lemon juice. Is it the best lemon juice? No. no. But I just need sour. <laughs> but it's good. It's and there. Actu- actually, I was I was at uh, Mitsuo at the Japanese market recently, and mm-hmm. I got a thing of yuzu juice. Oh, I was gonna say yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you crazy, crazy. That sounds Bro, so good. Dropping some yuzu juice oh. in soda stream, and so I drink th- when I'm at home uh, for like the weekend. I drink. Th- three liters of sparkling water a day. You know how much I burp throughout the day? You, like, hear me. It's just you a sparkling water. You literally burp into the mic and it gives me hives. Yeah, that's because I'm obsessed with sparkling water, which is why it pains me to see people patronizing LaCroix so much, you know, because yeah. I think it is it is an inferior product, truly, based on the taste, I think it is inferior. I think, one, if you're going bottled, I, I've actually done a blind taste test, like, double blind, didn't know who set it up, I did it. People recorded the results in Topo Chico won by a landslide. This is LA Magazine. We did you a sparkling did this at water LA thing. Mag. Interesting. Yeah, in Topo Chico, but we did all pure flavor. So we did okay. LaCroix Pure. LaCroix right? Pure is not good. No, it's not. So. But again, they, I think, do have far and away the best flavors, which for me, we have a giant just drawer full of extracts, right? Yeah. Like it seems easy. Just put a single drop of like peach and then a single drop of pear and be like, boom, new flavor. I know that's not all that goes into the food science behind it. It's mostly that. But to me, I view that as smoke and mirrors and cheap tricks. I mean, it's a good product. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm oh, so gosh. sorry. I'm so effing sorry, At the end dude. of the day, it's a good product and people are going to buy it. They it might they might it might be the fancy packaging. It might be, you know, the sales. It might just be they like flavors. And I don't think we should judge a whole company based off of 
people thinking it's overrated just because the pure is bad. I, f- I figured it out. I just had like that aha moment right here. Uh-huh. Not talking about aha, but what Nicole, it? what does this look like right there on the LaCroix can? <laughs> say it. Yeah, say what it looks like. Fruit. What kind of fruit, Nicole? Nicole, if a popular American artist would have drawn this picture of a fruit, which artist would have drawn that? Georgia O'Keeffe. This this is this is a Georgia O'Keeffe looking fruit. They are it's using subliminal actually, sexual imagery. Uh-uh. Actually, to, Georgia O'Keeffe had a much more lighter, delicate hand and used right. a lot of um. More, uh, she used a different form of art. Actually, flowing completely. more flowing lines. Absolutely different form of art. This is actually more pop art, a la Andy Warhol. Oh, you're right. Oh, it's kind of like a Liechtenstein. Anyways, Lacroix <laughs> sexualizing their, their seltzer water. Topo Chico is the official seltzer water of celibate Christian gamers like myself. <laughs> you are Jewish and you're affianced. <laughs> And I'm sure you have sex. I with thought you were just going to say, and you're sexually active. And I was, I was like, gonna, you don't I, know that. I'm pretty sure you have sex with your fiance. I would hope so. Uh, we tried once, but it was gross. <laughs> hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The farmer's dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. All right, Nicole, we've heard what you and I have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling out there in the Twitterverse. It's time for a segment we call Opinions Are Like Casseroles. Like a bog witch. Like a bog witch. Sometimes Josh calls me a bog witch when I don't comb my hair, and wait, it's really wait, wait. rude. No, 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 I don't call it. I don't call you that when you don't comb your hair. I call you that when, like, just you're normal. Because <laughs> it'd be messed up. If I called you a bog witch and you don't comb your hair, then that's me, like, policing your appearance at work, which isn't true. I don't do that. I just call you occasionally a bog witch for to fun. To humble me? To humble Not to humble me. you. No, I, I said you looked nice the other day. You did? Mm, maybe I said it in my head. <laughs> <laughs> at at K Skoog, blueberry and chipotle pepper pie is god tier. <laughs> Why are you laughing? The sweet and smoky combo with a bit of heat. Mwah! Chef's kiss is what they said. That's how all chefs kiss. <laughs> That's how I kiss. With all those, with all those chicks. So I kiss them. And go, <laughs> um. <laughs> Nicole, how do you feel about um, spicy desserts? More specifically, blueberry chipotle um, pepper pie. Um, are they talking about like chipotle and adobo? You think? No, I think you're talking about like chipotle powder. That's okay. the easiest way to get pure chipotle. That sounds flavor exciting. What I would do is <laughs> serve it with a scoop of vanilla ice cream. Oh my god, you're bad. All the mode, pile of mode. You are anybody? so Party bad. I can't believe it's like it's like. Do you want to share a piece? No, are I want you? my own. Uh, I don't know that I like spicy desserts. Oh, yeah, we have to issue a correction. It is PepsiCo. They bought SodaStream for $3.2 billion in 2018. How much? PepsiCo, $3.2 billion. God bless. SodaStream, incredible product. Wow, I'm going to buy one. What? Okay, right now we should come up with an idea for a new countertop appliance that is doing something. Like, what's what's the most annoying kitchen task that you do every day? Opening cans. Oh, my God. What if you could have, like, a can opener? They have them. What do you mean? They have automatic can openers. I've never heard of it. Okay, that's because you're just not, maybe you're just not I've just aware. been bashing my cans against the counter, screaming <laughs> no, at them until no. they open for me. Okay, what else do I hate? Washing dishes. Oh my God, you're talking. <laughs> oh, cracking eggs. 
We need a thing where I can just, I can throw my eggs into a bucket <laughs> and they come out cracked. No. Egg cracker. No. Um, um, cutting things. What about if you had a thing that could like chop your vegetables, but you're not, have, but you're not cutting those. it. You're just slapping it. I have one of those. I bought one of those for the mythical kitchen. Which one? It's like a slap chop, but not really. You just stole my idea. <laughs> I invented the slap no, chop right you here. You stole that weird guy's idea. The one that was like, hey guys, look, have a slap chop. You know that guy? He was no, so scary. I, I ordered a bunch of Slice-O-Matics, which was like a slap chop, but a slap slice. <laughs> <laughs> I feel if like they could make a slap slice. If, was there any alcohol? Bro, no, it's the natural things? essence. Is <laughs> to us. If they can invent the slap slice after the slap chop already existed, then we can invent something after the soda stream that like instead of adding, you know, carbonation to your drink, it just adds like, I don't know, like a little bit of fart taste. <laughs> You know, call it a fart I don't stream. think people would like to purchase that. Why? Fart soda? Give me one reason why that. Because who wants to drink farts? Oh, I see your point. <laughs> okay. Well. Uh, Mara, uh, how do I say this? Mara Dungeon? Miranda Jean. <laughs> <laughs> Close. Swing and a miss. <laughs> There's no way you could have known that says Miranda. That's how people read. You take it letter by letter, but then you kind of just fill in the entire See, mine's the opposite. I just look at it and I just say it. Okay, Miranda (laughs) Jean says, heating up leftovers is completely unnecessary. There's nothing wrong with cold food. I agree. I want to slice my gravy with a knife. Can I tell you something? I had a slice of pizza last night, like 11.18 p.m., and I wasn't about to go in the microwave and turn it on. I just went and ate that slice of pizza, and it was so good. I also washed it down with a passion fruit LaCroix, and it was so good. I don't think there are any leftovers that I eat cold. Unless it's meant to. I eat a lot of cold foods, though, for dinner. Like, I make a lot of, like, metze-style stuff. Mm-hmm. What about mashed of, potatoes? A lot of dips. No, cold mashed potatoes, I hate. Well, I didn't, I, I've, I don't think I've made mashed potatoes in my no. two years of living with my fiance. Wow. I probably made them one. No, I made, I those, made were like twice, ba- those were stuffed twice-baked potatoes. I made them, like, three or four times. I'm just not not a fan of it. I love a cold sweet potato puree. Oh, that's a fun yeah, thing. underrated, underrated, underrated. But no, I just ah, to me a lot of food is really better hot. Pizza is better hot. Fried chicken, I fried chicken I eat cold because heating it up, you're just overcooking the chicken and then it gets soggy. So fried chicken, I will eat cold. That's like my one. Cool. Yeah. Sometimes a chipotle burrito cold is nice, but I never have leftover chipotle. At Tuxbird, savory cereal. Heck yeah. I love crushing up Ritz crackers in a glass, pour milk over them and eat them. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I love Ritz. Uh, you know what else would be good like this? Club crackers. Chicken in a biscuit. Oh, yeah. Chicken in a biscuit. Yeah. That's like making soup at that point. You're making a milk stock. Milk stock. Milk stock. Uh, this is a genius idea. I can't believe I have never done this. I am going out drinking tonight and <laughs> I have a big old thing of Ritz crackers and some nice 1% milk. How many sleeves you got? Bro, three, but they're the whole wheat writs, so I haven't been oh, eating Oh, no. Them. Oh, you can't do it with Ju- whole Julia's one of those people who's like, oh, yeah. well, even though I know there's not a big difference nutritionally, you know, nice I might, might as well get the whole wheat. Yeah, yeah that's okay. Like, so I've been eating whole wheat tortillas and whole wheat writs. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. What are, a, that's you know, nice of her to care enough. Bummer. Um, mm-hmm. Slaw Sick says, it's okay and sometimes even more delicious to burn certain foods. Example, bacon and potatoes. What foods do you burn the most? Like intentionally. <laughs> Like toast. Same. I get a little same, bit same, of a same. toast. I like I like like a sourdough. I like the Those char on the burnt edges. Yeah, my sister when we, we used to go to restaurants, she would ask for her cabal burnt. She Interesting. Would say, she would say, "I don't want to see any pink in there. I want it burnt. Well, 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 well done. Burn it." And they do it, and they just 
No, they wouldn't burn it. They would like char it a little bit, but like she like loves that kind of food. I, I ate did, some really charred meats. I ate some real charred meats. I dated a guy who loved charred meat. He like was obsessed with it and loved eating it. I'm like, bro, that's not good for you. Yeah, like, sometimes it just turns to carbon and then it's like pretty bad. Burnt pits, okay, burnt bacon. They, they mentioned a couple that. foods. Oh, I can't stand burnt bacon. I understand that. Mm, mm, mm. I don't know. There's something that turns really acrid medicinal with bacon when it burns. Potatoes, ditto, like a burnt potato chip I don't is like the burnt worst. potatoes. No, no got to be perfect golden on the potatoes. Um, but certain things, like a lot of vegetables, I just burn the hell out of. Like roasting fruits, broccoli, yeah. broccolini. Roasting fruits also. Yeah. Whenever you get a nice grill mark and it's oh, like Oh, like a yeah. peach that got all that char yeah, on yeah. it. Dude, that's great. Yeah, I agree. Burn is great. At Vem626, pickles belong on pizza. This is true. This is absolutely true. Like slice. Have you seen? There's They're referring yeah. to, it's like the pickle pizza. It's got the some like pizza. dried dill. It's a white pizza yeah, with pickles on it. That sounds good. I'd eat that. But like I kind of like the idea of just like dipping my pizza in like jardinier. <laughs> oh, that's nice. That a little fresh good. jardinier on there. Yeah, sounds um, good. Almost every, no, I'm probably going to say every single major pizza chain in America already puts pickles on their pizza. And nobody yeah, seems to care. Pepperoncinis. They put, well, they put uh, jalapenos. Jalapenos, yeah. When you ask for jalapenos, like they're pickled. Peppers. I do too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Papa John's. Listen, I don't agree with Papa John's. Well, anything about him, but I am a big fan of Shaquille O'Neal, and he has controlling stake in Papa John's now. He's really? turning the ship Good around, baby. He's in the commercials. I love Shaq. He's doing the undercover boss thing Shaq with Papa attack. John's. You know, um, and uh, yeah, they they'll put banana peppers, pepperoncinis on your on your pizza. People have been putting pickles on pizza for forever. It's just you know it depends on what kind of pickle, but it's good. A little acidic bite. Hugh underscore Richard says, rub Marmite into steaks before frying. Hmm. Okay. That sounds good. This is this is one of them things. Everyone's trying to figure out the best way to like, people are putting mayonnaise on steaks, they're yeah. putting sugar on steaks, they're putting Marmite on steaks. I, Marmite, to me, is a really delightful flavor. It's what, like, yeast concentrate? It's yeast extract, I believe. And it's, a, it's really good. But, like, when people do stuff like this, I would just rather have a nice tasting sauce. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's something that people don't do enough. Because I've talked about, I, I used to call marinating a scam, which is an ignorant thing of me to say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, I, yeah, I understand. Yeah. And I do marinate a lot of my meats. But the reason I said that is because a lot of people think their job is done when they marinate something, when they like lack or something. Like, uh-huh, dude, uh-huh. no, like, get a sauce. Finish it in a nice sauce. Put a good sauce on your steak. I think some people it have like ruin it. a negative association with sauce. Some people are just like, sauce is bad for you. Do they? Is that a thing? Is it like a, di- a diety culture thing? Maybe, but not for me. I'm a sauce boss. <laughs> I, same. Dude, I will not eat any food without sauce. The other day for dinner, I just made like some like roast chicken thighs. Yeah. And I had like four different sauces that I made. I had like an eggplant, like roasted eggplant Ooh, tahini situation. Yum. I made like a, a dried mint tzatziki. And then I had a, a muhammadra, mm-hmm. the, like roasted walnuts and, and red pepper. Tomato, uh-huh. A little bit of uh, what's the- Cumin? Yeah, yeah, but what's the Coriander. harissa? A little bit of harissa, harissa in there. Harissa, uh-huh. And that's just, that's how I enjoy, that's how I enjoy my food. Sauce to the gills. Yeah, I like a sauce. Steak sauce is like underrated. Like people, like like not like, I don't want, not A1, but like a pan sauce. Oh, just like. I think oh, people like... are scared to make it because they're scared of it breaking. I yeah. hate a broken sauce. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, shout out to Eli from Food Beast. He had a, a monstrously broken sauce that he poured on. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he That's was really okay. getting a lot of flack from it. Oh, really we still a lot love of flack. you. I know we love broken you, Eli and Chris. Not, Eli and Chris, you. your sauce is broken as hell, but we still love you. But we're, our love for you is not. <laughs> At Brett Richmond, sugar on eggs is only acceptable when it's matzo brie. Yes, I say matzo brie. 
It's definitely pronounced Masabra. I right? don't care what the Ashkenazi say. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Race war up I... in this piece? <laughs> Jesus, Nicole. Let's band together. Have some freaking unity over here. Some kismet. Christ. Um, a fellow Jew. Christ. Uh, sh- no, I I like sweet matzo brai. I like putting some powdered sugar on uh, the eggy matzo. Yeah, we call them matzo fritters in my house. <laughs> I don't know why. That's fine. But is it like, that. it's like, it's like, it's like, do you, so how do you make uh, Ashkenazi matzo brai? Uh, you just like crush up a bunch of matzo whiskey with eggs and cook it. But you don't do it in like patties. You just mix it all up. See, no, oh, we do see it like I make migas. fritters. I do it like migas. Oh, so I make chili. <laughs> no, I make fritters. <laughs> I make fritters. Wait, how do you do it? So I take egg and matzo yeah. and I let it hang out yeah, for like yeah. hours in the fridge. And then I put salt, pepper, and sugar. And then I make little patties and I deep fry them like little latkes. I make matzo brai latkes. Oh, interesting. It's good. Okay. It's a family. It's a family favorite. I actually got it from you know the late the mom in uh uh my big fat Greek wedding. Yes, it's her recipe from she's a Jewish? Jewish cookbook. Yeah, she's, Jewish? she's not even Greek. No, I don't know, but the man is the, the head of the house, house. But, but the, the woman, woman is, is the, the neck, neck that, that turns, turns the, the head. head. God, we really did live the same life. <laughs> Brady Stevenson <laughs> says caramelized onions are horrific. They ruin everything. Okay, speaking of burnt food, have some carbonized. Yo. Have some Persian style carbonized onions. Carbonized onion, it's it's caramelization okay. taken to the next step. It's, it's real just good. it's burning the hell out of the onions to lay down that base. Yeah, it's really good. And that is a good flavor. I made uh, carbonized onions and then deglazed it and then like mm-hmm. added I actually added that to that eggplant tahini oh, puree thing. Yeah. Um really great. I, I do think maybe people can I don't know, add too many caramelized onions to things. I've sometimes a lot of it gets burgers, a little funky. You know? and you, it, Sometimes it does overpower a dish. I don't think it ruins everything. To me, caramelized onions are one of those things where the flavor of the whole dish has to be caramelized onion. Like a thing that I hate is caramelized onions on a cheesesteak, for instance. Okay. I explain. think that's bad. Because okay. for me, the onions on a cheesesteak should be like fried translucent. Okay. Fair, fair. And then when you put the caramelized onions on there, there's so much like sweetness in it that it's then taking away from the flavor of the grease. It's taking away okay. the flavor from a cheese. And to me, that's an intricate balance that I don't want disrupted. Nice. And I hate when people confuse like the different donenesses of onions, you know? Yeah. I they think, think if you're sauteing onions, they got to be caramelized and they don't. They don't. They really don't. There's nothing wrong with just a soft, translucent onion. Give me a sweaty onion. Sweat. Sweat. Girl, sweat. <laughs> sweat. <laughs> yeah, I was trying. I sounded like, like a song. Sweat. Sweat. What song is that? Me What's and you, baby, ain't, ain't nothing, nothing but mammals, so let's do it like they do on, on the Discovery Channel. Channel. Um, okay, last one, Josh. Call it gazelle style. <laughs> At CJ Hines, butter, orange, marmalade, bologna, dill pickle on toast. Tastes like childhood. This is a latchkey that? kid. As a latchkey kid, I can tell. You know why they had, they had no direction on this? They just did what felt right. You know, it was like uh, you, when you're a kid and you didn't get the talk, you were just like, well, I got to figure this out for myself. What's this the talk? Is like the sex talk. You were just like, well, now it's it's the Wild West. I'm learning from things like that song. Like, you know, we're just nothing but mammals. So do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. And it's like, well, that's the most anyone's ever educated me about sex. We live in an abstinence-only school district. That's is that weird. how you learned about SEX? Yeah, dude. And then I just that Googled song? Discovery Channel. Basically, so what year did that come out? Let's retrace where I was when I heard that. Um, but that said, butter, marmalade, bologna, dill pickle. I get the marmalade and bologna. That's a really nice... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? If it was dill pickle... Bologna pic- and marmalade? That doesn't sound Let good me to tell you. you. If it was not dill pickle and it was bread and butter pickle... 
Oh. I'd be more down. I agree with that. I agree with that. But overall, I mean, Jam, Butter, 99, yeah, seven years old, listening to We Ain't Nothing But Mammals, watching MTV by myself. Oh, my god! And I had just learned what a mammal was in, like, first or second grade. And then doing it, I, like, vaguely knew what that euphemism was for. Uh-huh. And they said Discovery Channel. So I started watching the Discovery Channel, trying to learn about sex, you know what I mean? Just yeah. Just kind of trying to make my way in the world, mm-hmm. you know? I learned about it when I was 12, and I would Google shower.com. <laughs> What's shower.com? I don't know. Still active, Maggie. In, open an incognito <laughs> no, no, browser. Open an incognito don't browser. Open an incognito browser. Don't Get look off at our it. Wi-Fi. Get on a hotspot. Because <laughs> they're watching. They're watching what just, we do. I would just type in like body, like like body parts. Like it's like what is boob? You'd be like boob.com. <laughs> man's weenus. All right. On that note. Thank you so much for stopping by Hot Dogs and Sandwich. If you want to hear more from us here in the Mythical Kitchen, we got new episodes for you every Wednesday. Female cloaca. I really overshare all this podcast. (laughs) If you want to be featured on Opinions or Like Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at MythicalChef or at Henizada with the hashtag OpinionCasserole. Or if you want to leave us a voicemail, give us a ring and leave a quick message at 833-DOGPOD1. Leave us a voicemail, you schmucks. For more Mythical Kitchen, check us out on YouTube where we launch new videos every week. See y'all next time.